Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Shall we pray, Father? We're grateful unto you. We thank you for your word. We thank you because you're able to instruct us and lead us in the way we should go by your word. Thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Psalm 23, verse number 1. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, let's read together one go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Praise the Lord. We'll be talking about the leadings of the Spirit. Psalm 23 is a very popular psalm. But here we see a few things there that God is our shepherd. And because of that, we will not want. So straight away we know that when the Lord is able to play his shepherdoral role in the life of the believer... There are enormous benefits in the life of such a person. It is only when the Lord is your shepherd that you do not want. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Your need, your lack, your want will be so established when God is not allowed to play his shepherdora role in your life. That is why it is important that we learn about how the Holy Spirit can lead us. Or maybe more importantly is how we can follow the leadings of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? So, verse 2 says, When the Lord is leading us, he will make sure that we lie down in green pastures. It looks like the benefits are already coming out from the beginning. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. So, the sheep that cannot be led cannot find green pastures. The believer that cannot be led by the Holy Spirit will be walking in poisonous pastures, dry ground, that kind of a sheep or believer will just be anywhere. It also makes us understand that sheep has not been designed to lead itself. The sheep doesn't have the capacity to lead itself. The sheep must be led by a shepherd. And you see that the shepherd is of a higher quality 
than the sheep in terms of creature. So here you see that God is of a higher quality than man. And you see that man is of a higher quality than the animal sheep. Are you here? If it comes to a pastor-church member relationship, the quality is not in the fact that I am more human being than you. The quality is in the fact that God has called me and put some grace upon me to lead you. Grace that I don't know in the Faraby, but in his wisdom, he preordained that I should be here to do his work and to pastor A, B, C, D people um, in such a time as this. Praise the Lord. So he maketh us to lie down in green pastures. Question is, can you be made to lie down? Are you that humble, that open, that flexible to be made to lie down? And here, for the sheep to lie down, you realize that they don't beat the sheep for it to lie down. The sheep lies down when they have to lie down. Or the shepherd will have to do some gestures and then the sheep will what? Lie down. Especially in green pastures. Then he said, he leaded me beside the still way. So you see that all the verbs there are pointing to the fact that one must be led or one must have the ability or the willingness to follow. Either you should be led or you should have the ability to or both. You should be led, but to be led well, you must have the ability to what? Some are being led, but they lack the ability to follow. And God always wants to lead his people. So, if you will have still waters, which is a representation of satisfaction and peace, you should develop the ability to follow, which is already in us, but you have to develop it. If you are from the old Pentecostal church, I don't mean the church of Pentecost, but the old Pentecostal setup, the word to use is that you must yield yourself. You must what? Be yielded. So that you can be led. And to better say, I say, on man who kind, and so on man who kind, man yame edian, a use no. So, and to know, we are meeting now, you are powerful crowd, we are software, a bit to me, baby, chiana say, software, and you mean shall say, and the way to me, a man who kind, a man yame edian, a foam, why, yeah, Juma, you know, so, yes. So, Unyieldedness is like a woman being wooed by a man and has blocked her heart. Mimpel? Hey, it's a serious matter. God have mercy on all the guys. So, <laughs> you should be led. We should be led. In the year, if we are going to fulfill the purpose of God, we should have or develop the ability to follow. Then he said again that he restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So here, the Holy Spirit 
leads us beside still waters and green pastures, representing prosperity and what? Peace. And he leading us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake also spells out the purpose of his leading in our lives and then also the channel or the boundary of that leadership. So in the year 2021, when we are talking about God leading you or you following God, what is the purpose of that leadership? That divine leadership. Verse 3 is there. Put it there so we can begin to interrogate the scripture. He restored my soul. How does he do that? First of all, your soul is where your mind is. Praise the Lord. Where your intellect, your emotions, and all the soul. That is like your engine room. So when your soul is captured, your life is wasted. That's why you see David or the psalmist will be talking about the fact that my soul has escaped. The trap like the bird escapes from the snare of what? The fowler. So when the soul of a person is captured by the devil, the person can be addicted to drugs. Person will be making bad decisions that would destroy them. Are you here now? So God is able to restore your soul when he's able to lead you. And please, let me say that God always wants to lead us. But as to whether we'll be led, it's also another issue. So your soul, you cannot be thinking well. The whole year you can be shouting, it's my year of this or that. But your soul can be so jeopardized. And it takes God restoring your soul for you to see all the benefits that comes with divine direction and divine leadings. And so he says that he restored my soul. And in saying that he said, he leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So the purpose of divine leadings is to achieve a greater satisfaction for God. Please let me break it down. That the leadings we are talking about is not to serve you as a primary being. Being led by God is to serve God's greater purpose and plan for your life. And I'm breaking it down. You see that the caveat there is that he is doing that in the path of righteousness for who? Talk to me. For who? Is he leading you for you? He's leading you for his name's sake. That is, the fa- he's leading you and it is serving his own agenda. God is leading you to satisfy himself. So when you refuse to be led, you are attacking the program of God and you are dishonoring God. Are you following now? Because there is a greater plan, a greater purpose. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you. There is a divine blueprint that God put on your life 
And from time to time is consulted <laughs> to ensure that your life is on program. Are you here now? Most of us don't under, in fact, there is nobody who understands the A to Z of that divine plan. You, nobody has a capacity, but that's why God, God's understanding is past finding. It's deeper than our minds can what comprehend. And so when he's leading us, there is a bigger picture that is his picture. And he leads us to fit into that picture. Are, are, you, are you following now? So the purpose of us following is to fulfill that great purpose, that divine plan of God. Now, when that plan of God or purpose of God is satisfied, fulfilled, accomplished, your human desires and plans will find their way into fulfillment. Because your own plans, which is a small peeping into the bigger plan of God, is actually a subset of the universe asset. And so whatever you want is captured in God's bigger budget, bigger plan. So if you allow yourself to fulfill God's bigger plan, you see that inevitably your small human plan, which fits into his bigger plan, will also be fulfilled. Praise the Lord. And so, the way also to know that you are being directed or led by God is that he leaded me in the path of righteousness. Please put the scripture there. You see that the leadings of God must be in consonance with the paths of righteousness. Not one path. In Christ, there are many paths God will be leading you. And all of those paths have to conform to the standard of righteousness. To the standard of what? Please, what is the standard? Now, you see, if we were to go deeper into this, you realize that, I will mention one to you, that God leads us by his commandment, his word. Another way God leads us is by his men of God or his prophet. So, and then, Sometimes even leads us by visions, by dreams, and all of that. So assuming you have a dream that um, a man came to propose to you. And that man is someone's husband. But he came to propose to you. And also, no, we dream, no, I can't. So we dream, we're a sharp dreamer. We are Joseph of our time. And so there are people who believe in their dreams so much. But so if you are that person whose dreams normally come to pass and uh, you believe that God leads you through dreams and now you have a dream that someone's husband came to propose to you. So in your mind you wake up and think that well, it looks like this man is going to divorce the wife and come and marry me. Or, so how do you measure the purity of that leading? It has to be by the standard of what? Righteousness. Is it difficult to understand? So you see that God does not agree to adultery. 
So you see that then, that you see that that is not God leading you. Or a prophet gives you a vision that you are going to win an election one touch. And our wisdom is justified by her children. A prophet leads you, gives you a vision. And sometimes it comes with certain directions. So sometimes you might not be able to tell whether what the person is telling you is from God or is from a familiar spirit. But there might be other things such as directions that are being pointed out to you. And that will make you know that because it does not conform to the standard of righteousness, you know that this thing is not what of God. Well, many of us, really, when we are either having an itchy year or we are desperate for some things, we don't care because sometimes the information or the details become more important to us than the quality of it. Into a bomb, a bomb, a crumb, a bomb, a mammy, a nipanocram, a suspects on an oil, and a crowd, a bonny, the archlem. Into no, it does not matter that direction. Say, I should go and buy a candle and light it and sit around it. As the candle is melting, that is how my enemy is dying. And no, so no, wound is a holy ghost or chill wine in the New Testament. But when you are desperate, you can follow anything. I'm showing you that the standard for God's leading is righteousness. It's what? Please follow. (laughs) Are we on the same page? Righteousness. It's beautiful. Not difficult at all. So, God wants to lead us in the purity of his word. In the part of righteousness. So one of the parts of righteousness is faith in Christ. And you see that faith in Christ does not destroy wisdom for living. So if you have faith or you say somebody says, oh, God is going to raise you. So go and stand at the rooftop and jump because from today, no, you are indestructible like Captain Planet. You have to ask yourself. Is it conforming to the standard of righteousness? And what's that standard? Do not tempt the Lord, the Lord thy God. Yeah. Yes, you cry some catch and say to Or sometimes you think you have heard the voice, kill yourself and the matter will die. Question is, what is the mind of God concerning suicide? Because you can hear a voice in your head. That is not God's voice. But it will keep convincing you until, and the way it convinces you is that it will start showing you some things that really happens exactly as it showed you. And yet it is the devil trying to manipulate you with some few candies, toffees, you know. He just gives you toffee here, toffee here. You see that is sweet. Here and there is sweet. Here and there is sweet. Here and there. And then you throw in the big bomb. But because he would have prepared the ground with minor things that you revel in, you feel like 
I heard the same voice and I got this. I heard the same voice and I got this. I heard the same voice and I got this. So this one too has to be God. It's not God. Hey. I'm praying that this year you will be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. You see that? Maybe you made a mistake with someone and then you got pregnant. Mistake. And then there will be directions. So you have to ask yourself, what is the standard of what? Righteousness. The standard of righteousness is the path that God leads us in. Anything away from that is something else other than God. Are you here? Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Can I go there? Are you sure we should go into this? Romans eight fourteen makes us understand that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So here, your capacity to be led by the Holy Spirit is a sign that you are what? A child of God. And what it means is that you can never be great until God can lead you. As many as are led. So the authenticity of your sonship is also revealed in your ability to be led. Or your ability to follow the voice of God. So it is very clear that you can never be called into greatness until you develop a hearing and an obedient spirit. You can be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Every child of God can be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Look at John chapter 10 verse 27. John 10 27. Jesus speaking said, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Are you here now? Anybody who hears the voice of the Lord will have the capacity to follow. My sheep hear my voice. They know me. You see, you, you, you can't just be in church, around church and all of that and everything is fine. Hearing the voice of God, being led by God is what strengthens your encounters with God. They hear my voice and therefore they know me. People who don't hear the voice of God know of God, but they really have not encountered him. It takes you hearing his voice to know him. I mean, there are people in this church you have seen several times, but you have never spoken to before. If they called you on phone, you will not be able to recognize that they are the ones speaking, true or false. Because you don't know them. Voice is one of the signature of encounter. That if you know someone, even in the dark, you'll be able to recognize them by their voice. True or false? Yeah. My sheep hear my voice. Put your hand on your hand. Say, Holy Ghost, I pray for the ability to hear your voice and to follow you. When you hear his voice and you get to encounter him or know him, it is easier to follow him. Look at the verse. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them 
and they follow me they follow me they follow me why because they hear my voice the voice you hear determines how you follow and who you follow it determines your capacity of following so if you hear a strange voice you follow the stranger and that is why it is important that we allow ourselves to be led by the spirit of god how can you be led by the spirit of god i'm going to show you one way praise the lord one way you can be led by the spirit of god or one way you can follow the voice of god some 112 verse 1 to 3 Psalm 112 verse 1 to 3. He says that, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. That delighted greatly in his word. Commandments. That man is blessed. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be what? Blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endure it forever. So one key way of following the voice of God is delighting yourself in the commandment of God. Is what? Delight in the commandment of God. What is the commandment of God? The word of God. Praise the Lord. Look at the scripture again. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man. That feared the Lord. So this man we are talking about is blessed. That man is blessed. Why? Because he fears the Lord. And his fear is built on the foundation that he delighted greatly in his commandment. That blessed man lives his life in the border of the word of God. Nothing beyond that. He delight is a deliberate conscious appetite for something. An affection for something driven by an inner passion, inner zeal to attain a certain satisfaction. Yeah, when you delight for something, it is beautiful in your eyes. You will go over every hurdle to ensure that that delight is satisfied. True or false? Oh, it's beautiful. Delight in the commandment of God. And that, therefore, that person is what? Blessed. Please, let me submit to you that your high level of taste and test for the commandment of God is the easiest part to blessedness. Test and taste for the word is the easiest part to the blessed life. It's not confession of some powerful prayers. But that you will be driven by the word of God. By the commandment of God. So to say that 
His word is my command. Peter said, we are tired all night. We caught nothing. We are tired. We are washing our net. But at thy word, we will cast the net. That's against my comfort and convenience. I have decided that I will obey your word even though I don't want to. It's not convenient to me, but I'm ready to obey. I'm not happy about it, but I'm ready to obey. That's the first level. When you get to the delight level, even your happiness is able to be converted into joy because of who is talking. At the delight level, you watch it. Same person says, I'm not fine. I feel bored. An old, per, an older friend is talking to the person. Charlie, can you, can you, um, escort me to so so and so place? Oh, today I feel very, very, very bored. I, I know, and I don't want to come out. Then a girl is trying to woo, sends him a test. Oh, can you do me a favor? He said, oh, anything, anything. <laughs> Can you buy KFC for me? Oh, count it down. May do a crowd that. The same pain is on ground. The same boredom is on ground. But delight in the new lady is able to make him to convert the boredom into energy. For jo- what a joy. You see that it's been converted into joy. That's what I'm saying. The first level is that even when it's not convenient to you, you are submitted to his will. But the higher level, where we call it delight, is that you're able to convert your inconveniences, discomfort, into joy because of who is talking. Or who is making the demand on you? Are you here at all? That's delight. Doesn't know boundaries. And he says that this man will have blessings beyond himself. Verse number two. He says that his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. This I'm showing you how children are wasted. And how generations are wasted by the devil. A man who doesn't love the word of God. To follow the instructions and the commandments of God. Will have his seed wasted upon the earth. The might of your seed is planted or is a function of your obedience to the commandment of God. Not that your delight, you see, there are times that you have been commanded, so you are running. But when you delight, you are even looking for things around the commander to make the commander happy when he has not even spoken. Am I preaching or I'm dancing? Am I dancing? Can I use the girl again? After the KFC, that's a request. When you came, he said, okay, as you were going, you know, he said, okay, 
KFC. Well, we can also buy, we can add uh, those things you buy for the kids. How do you call it? The ice cream. Crashers is there. Um, uh, eh? Because of delight, you are even creative and you are looking for ways of making the commander happier beyond what he's told you. And I'm a dream say we took a one Kenya bad. Kenya bad. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's working. It's working. Delight. No parent has the capacity to train a child into wisdom. Children, their parts are ordered by spirits. You will do your part as a parent. But anytime Samuel sleeps, a spirit is talking to Samuel. In the temple. Question is, which spirit is talking to your child? And the Bible said, wherever Daniel, Samuel went, the spirit of the Lord followed him until none of his words fell to the ground. That is, even how the Samuel was talking. No? You see, sometimes your children can be talking in a way that you know that, ha, <laughs> oh my. It is God, though. That's why we are prayed for mercies. Now, what in he? <laughs> spirit. So, you will do your portion as a father, as a mother. But, spirits. Spirits. Speak to children. That's why some people, their children have have delinquency that they didn't pick from their immediate environment. But it's like a spirit of stubbornness has entered them. So I'm just telling you that your best bet is that you will be visibly delighting in the commandment of God. You will be following the commandment of God. You will show your godliness to your children as you train them so that God will come and become the ultimate trainer of your seed. His seed shall be mighty. The strength of your seed is not a function of your training. It's a function of your obedience to God. Praise the Lord. He see shall be mighty. The generation of the upright shall be what? It shall be blessed. The generation. My generation is blessed. Abraham's generation is blessed because of his obedience to the voice of God. To the commandment of God. Are you here at all? 
Why is Isaac blessed? Why is Jacob blessed? Why are the Jews blessed? Because of their father's obedience to the commandment of God. Genesis 12.1 Abraham, leave your father's house, his country, leave your kindred, and go to a land that I will show you from there in verse 2. He said, if you do that, I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be what? A bless. Look at verse number three. Beautiful verse in number three. He said, and I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curse thee. And in this shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, if you even ignore one, two, and you come to verse three. He said, and I will bless them. Watch it. That bless thee. And curse him. That the obedient man has more people than blessing him. And few people try to curse him. He said, I will and curse him one, one, say one him. But when it comes to the blessing, plenty of people will be blessing you. That shall become your story now. I said this shall become your story. From today, them will be blessing you. In you shall all the families be blessed. So, we have to ask the question. What is in you that will make all your families be blessed? Is it obedience to the word of God? Or obedience to yourself? Or disobedience? To God? We have to ask, what is in you? When God opens you right now, what will he find? Hey! It's a major question. So, (laughs) the first point we are making is that delight in the commandment of God will secure you the blessed life because you want to be led by the commander. Praise the Lord. So, let's see how God leads people in the word when the year begins. What is one of those things God wants you to do as a sign of your obedience to his principle of blessing? That principle is called the God first principle. Praise the Lord. Where do we see it? Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1. Read together with me. One go. In the beginning. Why, why, why are you doing this to me this morning? Why? Why? Please let's read it. One go. In the beginning. God. In the beginning who is there? Who is there in the beginning? Yeah. So, there is no beginning of anything beyond God. If there must be a proper beginning that will create and merge the heavenly program to the earthly manifestation, 
God must be at the center of that beginning. That 2021 can only be fruitful when you adhere to the instructions and the commandment. When God is at the beginning of the year, it's rightly your focus and gaze is on God. My determination as a pastor is to make sure that the preaching of the word does not become complex in anybody's mind. So that we can be blessed as God wants us to be blessed. Praise the Lord. So in the beginning, what? God. Matthew 6, 33, it says, Seek ye first. Matthew 6, 33. The kingdom. Seek. So we know that in the beginning, God. But what is the instruction Jesus is giving us? God is there in the beginning. But now Jesus instructs us that for that beginning to be fruitful with God, seek God first. God can be there in the beginning. You recognize him in the beginning and you are not pursuing him. You are not seeking him. Oh my God, I'm feeling it in you should be feeling it by now. Yes. It's not everybody who knows God is there in the beginning that seeks him. So he said in the beginning, seek him. That word seek means pursue. It means chase after God. Praise the Lord. Seek. Seeking is beyond asking. Seeking is more than investigation. <laughs> it's more than searching. There is no way to explain seeking. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. Yeah. And all other things will be an addition. Marriage will be an addition. Money will be an addition. A job will be an addition. Is God talking to somebody here? Everything will be an addition. The reason why God gives us a great year and sometimes we don't receive all the harvest in the year is because even though we know we must begin with God, we don't pursue God. We don't seek God. And how does God want you to seek him in the beginning? One of the ways he wants you to seek him in the beginning is that give what belongs to him to him. <laughs> In the beginning, whatever belongs to him as the first person in your life must be given to him. And here, one of the things that God expects a real obedient believer in the beginning of the year to do is to plan to give him your best from the first. Your best from the what? Your best from the what? Yeah. I was studying the book of Luke and I started studying 
about the first fruit. <laughs> the Bible said, whatever opened the matrix belongs to God. And so you have to give it to him. You have to do what? I can't hear you at all. Why are you not talking to me? You have to do what? Luke chapter 2 verse 21 to 24. Watch it. In Luke 2 21. It's talking about. Jesus. On the eighth day. And when. Eight days were accomplished. For the circumcising. Of the child. His name was called what? Jesus. Which was a name. Which was what? So named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Next verse. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. They brought Jesus for naming and dedication according to the principle of giving God the first male because God had already established with them that every male that opened the womb should be set aside for him. Are you here with me at all? The principle of God first. Obeying it based on the commandment of God. Based on the word of God. So every male. That comes out of the womb first. Belongs to God. It should be set. So God is actually saying that the womb was just a channel for him to deliver something that he wants. And it is not yours. It is his. Tell somebody the first male from the womb. Belongs to God. And who are we talking about? Is it not Jesus? So Jesus here. Is the first male. The Bible is referring to. So he Christ. Is representing the first fruit to the father. In the life of Joseph and Mary. And please, note that the first male that comes out of the womb, which is the first fruit which belongs to God, is not a function of what man has given. I'm feeling it all. This Jesus... Is not born with the sperm of Joseph. A supernatural sperm is what brought forth this Jesus. And the womb of Mary was just a container for what God the Father had deposited. In the womb for himself. The first male can never ever be claimed by the father. 
Anna understood this. Her barrenness was on ground until she had a revelation that the first male no, is not mine. If I release it, I'll have more. So he told God that if you give me a boy, I'll give him to you. But in real terms, that was not even a promise. Because the first boy belonged to God. But why was he so powerful to break the barrenness of Hannah? Because God knows that even though people know it belongs to him, they are not willing to give. testimony. It is not everything coming to you this year that belongs to you. Numbers in the This year shall be well with you in Jesus' name. So the January salary in impregnate your life through the womb of your job, your career, to give birth to himself a January salary. First fruit. Say the word of God. The first and listen, this first meal, why is it important? Because the first female doesn't contain any seed for reproduction. It's only a receiver. The Bible said the woman is a garden, is a soil. A soil has no capacity to give you harvest without seed. It is the male that is a seed containing being. That the sperm is inside the male. It's not in the in the female. Are you here? Yeah. Oh, Doctor Isabella, any sanity? Eh? Because my man Mike, oh, 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 Mama Mike, non church la di enomo intento. Onke kan scientific we be dadi. Oti munjad 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 munjad. Hey. Tell somebody the seed is in the mail. I can't hear you. Tell somebody the seed the seed is in the mail. I'm sure you see if you read Genesis chapter 38. That chapter is a, is is a, is a strange chapter. Because it doesn't follow the normal routine of how the chapters were flowing. So when you get to 38, it brings you to um, Judah. It brings you to Tamar. It brings you to all these children who were married to Tamar. And the Tamar's husband died. And then the person who inherited Tamar was supposed to raise seed for Tamar's husband. That's a big brother. And that one decided that he will enjoy pleasure and spill the seed. 
And God said, this boy is a very wicked boy. You see, seed spillers always attract some form of judgment from God. That they enjoy pleasure, but they refuse to make the other party have satisfaction. That's a, Tama was looking for children and said, Father, go and call on him. What's it? Baby, 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 baby. Oh, yeah, baby, baby. Ah, no, I, I'm a friend saying, Coitos, then, 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 then. Hey, come here. Measure that to me. You don't know again. Eh, Coitos interrupt you. So, say, then, then, then. Hey, we're at the profound head. They say, yeah. Akwanye. Yeah, so, Wajine, but he lacks responsibility. He lacks making the other party also, you see, the Bible says a barren womb is not satisfied. So, if a woman has given herself to you, her satisfaction, how many men, grandpa, can make women orgasm? Free all? Catch him say, hey. The satisfaction mostly <laughs> is in the children that are born to the woman. And also, a job I do. Now, I share. I'm going to share. I'm Seed spillers. So when you see the first meal is a container of seed, which is the first fruit, that's your first salary of January. It's the container of seed. And that's one of the definitions of wickedness spiritually. You don't touch the first salary, don't touch it. Is God's seed for generations to be blessed. So he says, set it aside. For me, I know what I'm going to be doing with it. Oh. Does it not surprise you that sometimes you go to places where man didn't plant and something has been sp- springing from there? Yeah. The Bible said in Isaiah 55, verse 8. It said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, what? My ways. Sayeth the Lord. 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, what? Higher than your thoughts. Verse number 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So you see that God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Please. 
God knows what he's doing. By giving you the seed of January. Do not eat the seed because the seed is given to a sower. When the first salary is given to you as a seed, it's for sowing. It's not for eating. That is never bread. So when they give seed to a sower and the sower says, Oh, I've seen the health benefit of orange seeds. See, as a warrior. And so the seed to be planted becomes the seed for chewing. And that person lacks harvest. God's seed, they are for what? Sowers. That's why the male child, who is the first to come out of the womb, is a seed bearing child. And it belongs to God. It must be sowed. You don't eat it. You don't what? Am I teaching Bible? Jesus is the first fruit of the Father. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, this first fruit, that's why Rome, in fact, First Corinthians chapter 15. Let me just try and end. Verse 20 to 23. Tells us that. Categorically. That Jesus is the first fruit. Verse 20 says that. But now is Christ. Risen from the dead. And become the first fruits. Of them that what. Slept. Next. For since by man came. Death. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made what? Alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. So we know that Christ is the first fruit. Praise the Lord. And that first fruit of Christ being the first fruit, what does the Bible say? Whose first fruit is Christ? It talks about of the dead. It talks about blah, blah, blah. But whose first fruit really is Christ? Christ is known as the only begotten son of the father. True or false? Come on now, talk to me. (laughs) Christ is what? The only begotten son of the, not the only begotten daughter. Only begotten son of the father. So, to you, Christ is your savior. But to the father, that is my only son and my only child. And that is why the first fruit is so important because really, in that Luke chapter two, I'm now feeling the teaching in Paul. Say, I think I Prophet Hey. Please consider that Luke chapter 2. Beautiful. It said, For us it is written. Verse number 24. The first son shall be given, and to offer a sacrifice according to that 
which is said in the law. So the first fruit must be seen as a sacrificial offering. That giving the first meal that comes out of the womb must be seen as what? A sacrificial, a sacrificial offering is not a willing offering. It's not an offering I'm willing to give. But I am commanded and I'm required to give. That is why God, he had to give his only begotten son to be sacrificed for you and I. Is God talking to somebody? Please, are you here at all? Yeah, because the first and the only begotten son, he had to be sacrificed on the altar of his father. So the first fruit there, we that's why in this church we don't do basa basa. We started teaching this thing in October. Plan. Plan. It's working. <laughs> I can't wait. Hey. So God gave sacrifices only begotten son. Because you don't hold the first meal that contains the seed. It has to be sacrificed. So please, that first salary, I, I didn't say the first pay. I mean the whole of the January. Salary is monthly. You know what so? He said the first, the first is not first one week or first day of January. In 2021, the first is the first month. And there are 12 months. The first month salary, no. It must be given to God. It opens the womb of the year. It must be given to God. That is the principle. And people who are to be led by God or people who want to follow God must follow the instruction of his word and delight in it. The delight is that the word says I should bring the first to God and I'm delighted to bring it. Simple. Is it difficult again? Simple. Tell someone my delight is in the law of the Lord. Upon which I meditate day and night. Now tell somebody, as you are going, be meditating upon it day and night that you, the husband, and you to the wife, you know, one of you pair will not bring the first fruit, but both of you as individuals will bring your first fruit before God as a covenant practitioner. <laughs> it's powerful power. you have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the keepers house chapel international locate us at madina estate accra off the social welfare road between the gulf lane station and wawan washing bay follow us on facebook at the keepers house chapel international podcast and audio rima at reverend francis Auburn. visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org one word for further information, call 244 or 204
916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries. <music>